It's been described as crimes against humanity, ethnic cleansing, even genocide. Mostly poor women from indigenous areas of Peru trying, like many other families around the world, to live a normal life. But they say they were harassed, blackmailed, even forcibly tied down to be sterilized under the so-called National Population Programme. The idea was to encourage birth control, to try to bring down poverty and encourage economic growth. Let's hear from the former president as the campaign got underway. Don't be surprised by the very aggressive campaign we will start in the upcoming weeks. We won't spare efforts in explaining these family planning methods. So by controlling the birth rate, Peru can finally improve standards of living. Between 1996 and 2000, around 270,000 women, also 22,000 men, were sterilized. Many, though, spoke only Quechua, with little or no Spanish. They say they were unable to understand officials or government documents. Others simply say those responsible forced them into sterilization. For over two decades now, many have been seeking justice. A judicial investigation finally opened in December 2021 against the then-president Fujimori, three of his former health ministers and other officials at the time. They argue all sterilizations were consensual. But thousands of people say that was far from the case. Tomo Nicolon and Shona Bhattacharya revisit Peru's sterilization program for France 24. They had their motherhood stolen, but they refused to give up. These women are poor farmers who say they were sterilized without their consent in the 1990s. We meet regularly. We've been fighting for more than 25 years, and we will continue until we get the truth, justice and compensation. Rute Zuninga is the president of the AMPAF, the Association of Peruvian Women, Victims of Forced Sterilization. The group meets to share their experiences and keep up to date on the ongoing court case. The women speak to each other in Quechua, their mother tongue, about their personal and psychological scars. There's a lot of sadness because our members say they're in pain. They start crying whenever they bring up the moment when they were forced to get their tubes tied. In some cases, they're still in pain. That's what they're saying. Ever since their operations, most of these women suffer from abdominal pain and are struggling to understand why. They undergo regular medical testing, but until now, no doctor or treatment seems to have solved the problem. These are the results of all the medical exams I've had, because I've not been well since my tubes are tied. Every time I go, I have to spend a lot of money. And despite that, I'm not doing any better. I feel traumatized, like I'm continuously drunk. I can't remember things. My whole life has been a fight. I can't even sleep well.
Through the AMPAF, these women demand justice. In December 2021, a judicial investigation was opened after 16 years of preliminary inquiries. A ray of hope for the victims. 1,307 plaintiffs volunteered to testify. Rute lives in the Pampa Conga community in the Cusco region at the heart of the Peruvian Andes. She runs a modest restaurant from her home. Her earnings allow her to finance her family's needs. Someone ordered 50 tamales. That's what I'm making now. I sell my dishes on Sundays. That's my job. It allows me to earn enough to pay the electricity bill and other costs. If I do nothing, if I don't even have a job, what will I do? Rute will never forget the day she was forcibly sterilized. Like so many other women, she says the doctors offered no explanation. She tried to resist the operation, but faced with her refusal, an ambulance was sent to her home where she hid in her room with a newborn in her arms. In the end, she was taken to the hospital against her will. They told me, we're going to make a small cut, that's it, so that you don't have any more children. You already have four. How many more do you need? You country people are like guinea pigs. You have children even if you can't raise them. That's when he started operating. And the more he cut, the more it hurt. I told him, doctor, please, I'm in pain, I'm in pain. Get a hold of yourself, please, the doctor said. And then they tied my hands and my feet to the bed. And I felt them give me an anesthetic. Rute says she woke up surrounded by dozens of other women some of whom were lying on the ground. She was sent home without an explanation. Today, she can no longer work in the fields like before. Without her help, her husband can only plow a small part of their lands. Before, we used to farm this whole parcel, all of it. And over there, too. To irrigate the field, we had to climb up two or three kilometers. Now I can't do that on my own. Rute can't do it. She has to stay at home because of pain in her abdomen and in her nerves. So she has to do easier things. Across Peru, some 300,000 women were sterilized between 1996 and 2000 as part of a drive to reduce poverty. According to former President Alberto Fujimori, the operations were consensual. But today, 8,000 women are on the register of forced sterilization victims. 
When I told the doctor I was in pain, he said, we tied your tubes. That's how he said it. My husband didn't know, and I didn't know either. For Paulina and others in her situation, the economic consequences can be dire. I feel so sad, Mr. Journalist. My children are suffering because of me. I've had to spend so much on my medical bills. On Sundays, I sell goods at the Limatambo market. I'm the only one who brings in any money. I also have a son who's sick in the hospital. He's suffering. My other children have families. They can't provide for me. I'm the one who has to work for my children. The next day, we meet up with Rute. Not far from her home, she introduces us to Santusa, another victim who was sterilized even before she had children. She was just 14 years old and has never been able to marry. Nothing. They didn't ask me anything. I'm so angry and sad. I'm sad that I didn't have any children. I would have liked to have a little boy, even two. I would have been happy. But today I'm sad because I don't have any. Rute comforts her, as she does with so many other broken women. I would tell you this, my sister. Be strong. We are fighting women. We are strong. We have to stand straight and keep up our struggle, no matter the consequences, until we win back our rights. We need to be respected, because you're not alone, and neither am I. Our organization spans the whole country. Everyone knows what happened to us. We want truth, justice and compensation. The women have also taken their fight to Lima, Peru's capital. Just minutes before a meeting at the Justice and Human Rights Ministry, the AMPAF tells us it's fed up. In its 25-year struggle, the government has never given the women compensation. Rute traveled here from Pampaconga to speed up the process. We're tired of their speeches. They're stringing us along. Today we need to find a solution. That's why I'm here, even though I'm a bit unwell. They need to guarantee us full and individual compensation. That's what we expect from them. AMPAF negotiates with the government through a voluntary advisory who has been helping the victims since 1996. There have been years of dishonesty, of empty promises. It's the first time they have come to us with a draft of a proposal, but it's too limited. So today we've come to see if the talks are going anywhere, with a counter-proposition from the organization and its base. 
That's what we've come to talk about today. The Justice Ministry refused to let our cameras film the meeting and never replied to our requests for an interview. For the last few years, AMPAF has held talks with one branch of the Peruvian government after another, but negotiations are at a standstill. On this Tuesday in September, the outcome is another disappointment. The ministry wants more time to examine the victims' compensation demands. We have never refused talks, but how many more talks do we need? It seems excessive to me. And we told them that today. Every negotiation, every conversation with the authorities is humiliating and degrades the dignity of the victims. 25 years later, those responsible for the sterilization campaigns have never been punished. The courts are finally looking at the victim's case, but many obstacles remain. The alleged perpetrators have yet to attend a single hearing. We contacted two of the main accused, but they refused to answer our questions. The political party this group of people belongs to was in power in parliament for a long time. We can't ignore the possibility that they use mechanisms to slow down or dilute this case. But the most important thing is that it's finally getting somewhere. Thanks to the victim's persistence, the case is now before a criminal court. Peruvian media has largely stayed silent on the issue. For sociologist Rosa Mestanza, that's not surprising, given that, according to her, Indigenous women have always been neglected in Peru. It's a social group that's always forgotten, a social group that's thought to be worth less than the others. Historically, this social group has been forgotten because of sexism, machismo, racism, and also classism. So it is sad, but it's not surprising that something that specifically affects indigenous women has been swept aside, as if it were less important. Besides getting justice in a court of law, the victims are also hoping to be heard and understood by Peruvian authorities. The current government should ask for forgiveness. We've been fighting for so many years, and no government has given us an inch. Now is the time to apologize and to express solidarity with us peasant Quechua women. It would give us some strength, a little encouragement if they acknowledged our situation. Through thick and thin, four sterilization victims are keeping up the fight in Peru in hopes that someday they may get just enough to heal their wounds before it's too late.
Tomo Nicolon and Shona Bhattacharya revisiting Peru's sterilization program for France 24. Well, that's all from this week's edition. Of course, you can catch it and all the previous editions as well on our website at france24.com. More news coming up. Thanks for watching.